Please stand as you are able for the reading of this morning's scripture from the book of Daniel, chapter 2, verses 31 through 45. We pick up right in the middle of the conversation, as Barry mentioned, that Daniel is having with King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, in which he both describes the dream and then interprets it. You were looking, O king, and lo, there was a great statue. This statue was huge, its brilliance extraordinary. It was standing before you, and its appearance was frightening. The head of that statue was of fine gold, its chest and arms of silver, its middle and thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of clay. As you looked on, a stone was cut out, not by human hands, and it struck the statue on its feet of iron and clay and broke them in pieces. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold were all broken in pieces and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors. And the wind carried them away so that not a trace of them could be found. But the stone that struck the statue became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. This was the dream. Now we will tell the king its interpretation. You, O king, the king of kings, to whom the God of heavens has given the kingdom, the power, the might, and the glory, into whose hand he has given human beings, wherever they live, the wild animals of the field and the birds of the air, and whom he has established as ruler over them all, you are the head of gold. After you shall arise another kingdom inferior to yours, and yet a third kingdom of bronze, which shall rule over the whole earth. And there shall be a fourth kingdom, strong as iron, just as iron crushes and smashes everything. It shall crush and shatter all these. As you saw the feet and toes partly of the potter's clay and partly of iron, it shall be a divided kingdom. But some of the strength of iron shall be in it, as you saw the iron mixed with the clay. As the toes of the feet were part iron and part clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly brittle. As you saw the iron mixed with clay, so will they mix with one another in marriage, but they will not hold together, just as iron does not mix with clay. And in the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that shall never be destroyed, nor shall this kingdom be left to another people. It shall crush all these kingdoms and bring them to an end, and it shall stand forever. Just as you saw that a stone was cut from the mountain, not by hands, and that it crushed the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold, the great God has informed the king what shall be hereafter. The dream is certain, and its interpretation trustworthy. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Well, what dreams may come for understanding. Abraham Lincoln wrote, if we believe the Bible, we must accept the fact that in the old days, God and his angels came to humans in their sleep and made themselves known in dreams. 
And it's been a joy and will continue to be a joy to explore some of these biblical dreams together in this series, looking at this new year and what possibilities it holds for us as individuals and as families and as a church. Sometimes we still have strange dreams, don't we? That was certainly a strange dream. I picked that text just because I wanted to watch Patrick have to read it. (laughs) Strange dreams. You've probably had some strange dreams, haven't you? I dreamed once that I scored the winning touchdown for the Arkansas Razorbacks in the national championship game. The saddest thing is I was in my 50s when I had that dream. (laughs) When I was younger, I used to dream of being a world-famous celebrity that everybody knew, which was even more absurd than me scoring anything in a football game. Last night, I saw a commercial. Apparently, they have decided to remake Magnum P.I., I remember having dreams when I was younger that I was driving that Ferrari, and I was Magnum P.I. And I have to admit, of all the strange dreams I've had, I've never got much understanding out of them. They've been fun and entertaining, but I didn't get much understanding out of them. But sometimes we can. Some therapists and researchers tell us that Sometimes our dreams are our way of working out a challenging problem or situation in our life or in our work, in in our relationship. That we find courage or hope or direction sometimes in our dreams. And if that is true and we find understanding, then perhaps God still comes to us in our dreams. But today... We're listening to part of Daniel's story. Daniel is one of the best books in the Bible if you love great stories. That's shared with the kids. The lion's den and the fiery furnace and the handwriting on the wall and all kinds of really, really strange, fantastic dreams. And the story of Daniel takes place after The Babylonians have conquered Judah. They have conquered Jerusalem. They've stolen all the sacred objects out of the temple and taken them back to Babylon. But the Babylonians were very smart. They didn't just leave everyone in their native lands to be oppressed slaves of the kingdom. They would take the brightest and best and take them back to Babylon. And then out of the brightest and best, they choose the brightest and best and put them in a corporate training program of sorts. For three years, the brightest and best of the brightest and best would study the language and the customs and the history of Babylon. And when they were finished, they would be put to use in the king's court, in the administration of the king. Well... Daniel and his three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, were deemed the brightest and the best, and they were carried off into exile. And then they were deemed the brightest and best of the brightest and best, and they were put in the corporate training program. But they had a problem. 
being Jews, devout Jews who loved their God, they couldn't eat that royal food. It wasn't kosher. So Daniel goes and convinces the head of the program to let them eat vegetables and drink water, keep kosher. And he guaranteed that at the end of a period of time, they would be stronger and healthier and sharper than anyone else. And he convinced the guy. And they did it. And sure enough, Daniel and his friends became the brightest and best of the brightest and best of the brightest and best. And they were put to work in the royal court of the king. Now the king was Nebuchadnezzar. Isn't that a great name? Nebuchadnezzar. And he was pretty full of himself, which kings tend to be. And he surrounded himself with all kinds of magicians and enchanters and sages to give him guidance and to be able to interpret his dreams. But Nebuchadnezzar took it to that next level. Not only did they have to interpret the dream, they had to be able to tell him what he dreamed before he told them. That way he'd know they weren't just making something up that he might want to hear. What kind of job would that be? If you didn't get it, if you didn't have the dream, you didn't have the interpretation, you were put to death. A lot of turnover in that job, right? Well, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream, the dream Patrick read for us. And it troubled him, and he called all those people in to tell him what it meant, and not one of them could tell the dream. And so Nebuchadnezzar ordered all of them to be destroyed, to be executed, and all of their families wiped out. But guess who happened to be in charge of executions? Daniel and his friends. So Daniel goes to the king's right hand and says, give me a chance. If I can tell the dream and interpret the dream, spare their lives. And he did. He goes to the king and he says, I know what you dreamed. It's this big weird statue with a gold head and silver chest and arms, a bronze body, iron legs and feet made of iron and clay. And this is what it means. You're the gold. You're the greatest king on the face of the earth. But you're a mortal. And you will pass and after you will come other kings and other kingdoms and some will be strong and some will be weak and eventually they will all fall apart. But God will establish a kingdom that will never end. God will never end. Well, Nebuchadnezzar was so impressed, he promoted Daniel again. And all is well. Well, not really. All is not well. Because Nebuchadnezzar did not get the meaning. He did not understand 
what God was trying to say to him in that dream. So he has another brilliant idea. He decides he'll make a statue of himself that's all gold. And it's huge. It's like 90 feet tall. And he hired a band to write a theme song. And anytime people heard the theme song, no matter who they were, where they were, what they were doing, they had to stop and bow down to Nebuchadnezzar. Then he had another dream. And he calls on Daniel, and Daniel tells him the dream, and he tells him the meaning which was not so nice. Here's the meaning of your dream, O king. You're going to be driven away from human society. You're going to live in the fields like an animal. You're going to eat grass like an ox. And your hair will get so long it looks like eagle's feathers. And your nails will be like the talons of a bird. And you're going to be that way until you understand. Until you understand. What he needed to understand was this. God is God and he wasn't. Back in the day of the disciple Bible study in the United Methodist Church, we'd start every year. Those courses were 33 weeks Long And the first meeting of every class I ever taught throughout those years, I began with this statement. If you don't learn anything else in 33 weeks, learn this. God is God and you're not. You see, what God was trying to teach Nebuchadnezzar is what God is still trying to teach us today. That's the most important understanding we can ever have in our life is to know who God is and to know who we are in relationship with God. You see, we can never live into the grace of God until we understand that God is God and we're not. We can never know our need of forgiveness until we understand that God is God and that we're not. We can never be free to live into who we were created to be until we understand that God is God and we're not. Sadder still, until we understand this truth, we are just like Nebuchadnezzar, we spend our time trying to be God. That's what that big statue was all about for him. Bow down and worship me. If we try to be God, that means that we serve only ourselves. We judge others. We cause pain and disappointment. We exploit other people's lives for our own selfish ends. And even sadder than that, until we understand who God is and who we are, we can't even see what we've become. 
And in the New Testament, that's the definition of what it means to be lost. It all starts with the understanding that God is God and we're not. So let's dream big about understanding God more fully and at a deeper level in 2023. And let's let those big dreams lead us to more disciplined prayer and more intentional Bible study and more service to those around us, to take advantage of the opportunities afforded by our congregation, that we might grow in our understanding of who God is. Then we'll truly understand who we are. Sinners saved by grace, beloved of God, called to live as a witness to God's compassion and God's love and God's kindness. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.